Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Listeners, old and new, and welcome to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, the jokers in the pack of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We are, we are here in your ears, right here and now, and we can be on your chests too, if you so desire. Yeah, that's right, head over to the Social Suplex page of ProWrestlingTees.net for your very own Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, as modelled by friend of the show, Rob Ropey, on Twitter recently. Speaking of Twitter, we are at Ricky and Clive for all your wrestling, football and hand egg needs. If, however, your needs are affordable independent wrestling, then look no further than powerslam.tv where you can, with the social suplex promo code, gain access to and stream over 4,000 hours of the wrestles. The first month is free and it's $5, I think, after the fact. I am your resident Purple Brand Pundit 205 Clive and I'm joined by none other than the perfect 10 himself, Ricky. Alright friend, chime in whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm alright, I'm alright, happy to be back. Good. Uh, you want to divulge some good news for our listeners first before we get on to the main part of the show? I'll, I'll let you say one of it, the bits of news and I'll say the other. Right, which bit do you want to say? <laughs> I'll just say both. So, um, this uh, quiz special that we had arranged and organised, we were due to start it this week, but because of Roman situation, because of Batista and a couple of other things that took place in SmackDown, Kevin Owens returning, we thought we'd hold off a week. So, we're hoping... What the plan is right now is penciled in to start next week. We're getting brothers from the network on, keeping it strong style, J&J security. So, and who knows, maybe if we, if Jeremy has time, we can maybe get a little fast line preview in as well. Um, Josh is obviously more than welcome to chime in if he wishes as well. So that will be starting next week. Fingers and crossed. This, Sorry? Fingers crossed it all goes well and we get to start yep. it next week. Yep. And the next piece of news is NXT UK announced that they will be coming to Glasgow for tapings in April. And your favourite Scottish podcasters will be there. 
Uh, we'll, we'll be on the hard cam side, I think, about six or seven rows back. We'll be the ones wearing the Rick and Clive t-shirts, you know, marking out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, just quick word on it, really excited about it, and we spoke about it off-air, like, it is with Gallus, quote-unquote Gallus' homecoming. It is, it's going to be like when Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation went back to Canada every time. Yep, Canadian Stampede style. Like, you know, this will be one of the very, very few times that they'll be cheered. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't really matter who, who they're in a programme with. That other person will most likely get booed. Yeah, they'll get booed out the building. Looking forward to it, though. Looking forward to it. Um, and a good thing for us, it is literally just, what, 10, 15, 15 minutes down the road from us where the teams are taking place. Well, as the crow flies, it's 10, 15 minutes away, but there are a lot of meandering roads and drains and stuff to get there for some of us. Oh, well, for you. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it takes it take about five minutes to get here, to mine, and then from here it's 15 minutes drive. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to it. I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember how long it says the show's going to last for. I think it's either about two hours, so based on that, with the two nights, it'll probably be four episodes they'll be taking. Over the two nights? Yep. Probably. But bear in mind, they film a lot of these backstage segments and promos and the the adverts that take up the hour that NXT UK is usually on the network for, so they might be able to squeeze in three weeks worth of wrestling in the one night. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, I, said, I think it's a half-seven start, so it could, you know, that's feasible. Mm-hmm. Um, Just keep it churning away. Yeah, like we said, really excited about that. Um, and we, we, we've continuously, say, continuously said that if they do ever do come to Glasgow, we'll be there and we have to be there. Um, I'm not entirely sure how the tickets, in terms of how many tickets are sold or where it's a seller, I've not looked again. Um, I'd imagine it would be, I'd imagine, because there's a lot of, like you said, ICW fans up here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, people are coming in from the East Coast as well, so... Yeah, man, really excited for it, really looking forward to it. Good stuff. Uh, that is Good Friday, and we discussed at length about Good Friday when it's not <laughs> the not the day where you put the cross on your head and stuff like that, so... That's just some lapsed Catholic talk there, so apologies to anyone offended. <laughs> oh, Alright, okay. <laughs> uh, they, they, I will be keeping tabs on something on Twitter this evening. I just noticed before yep. I came on that Buddy Murphy has put a tweet out three hours ago saying, Tonight I'll be making an announcement about my immediate future with WWE. Now, Mr Murphy is a bit of a troll and likes to have a bit of fun with his tweets now and again. I wonder if it's just something to do with him saying, doesn't matter who'll win the Cruiserweight tournament, I'll still be the champion at WrestleMania. Or he's moving somewhere, or there's something happening with the title being brought into different brands or something. I don't know. But I'll keep an eye on it, and if there is any live updates, be sure to say that we broke it first. Well, Buddy Murphy broke it first, but you know what I mean. Imagine imagine he broke down the fourth wall and told us who wins this number one contender tournament. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But if we were to get the scoop, we could um, beat Slice Wrestling as the number one news source on the wrestling internet. We've we've broken several stories before. We have broken them to the point where they can't be fixed. Yep. So let's get on to the meat of the matter. Uh, as Ricky said at the start of the show, we won't be doing the quiz until next week due to some big news that happened this week. And that is, of course, the Honky Tonk Man is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Can you believe it? I thought he was already in. Um, nah, cool. Uh, right, so Roman Reigns is back on Raw. Roman Reigns seems to be back on TV in general. Not sure of how full-time his schedule will be, but that is because of the fantastic news that he is in remission after his battle with leukaemia. What are your thoughts on this, Ricky? Obviously, it's good news all round, but you want, do you want to elaborate on them at all? Um, yeah, good news all round. Very good news. Um, I don't think... I don't think anyone expected him back in 2019. I think because... Because he'd previously relapsed, and he's, you know, and you just, you kind of have it in your head that once it cancer comes back, you're assuming it's come back, kind of like with a vengeance. And it, it, let's say, so for him to come back five months later is is huge in itself. Um, I'm more stunned about him being back so quick than anything else. You know, yeah. I didn't... So, for him to have been back this quick, it must... All signs kind of must point to the fact that they must have caught it very early. Yeah. So, here's the thing, like, I've spoken about my sister having overcome cancer, and she continually gets tested every two months. Now, you imagine Roman with potentially the kind of wealth that he's got in WWE. You would assume Vince, etc. probably had previous knowledge of it and everyone's keeping a very close eye on it. So like he says, over here, you get scanned continuously even after you go into remission. So looking back on it kind of in hindsight, hindsight you might you probably assume they've caught it quite early that he's back this quickly. Um, and like I said, normal chemo courses can last from around about six to eight weeks. Um, and then you need to give it a few weeks after the final course of chemo before going for a scan to see what effect the chemo's ultimately had. So it's it's great news. Like I said, it's it's really surprising. Never really expected him in 2019. If it was going to be 2019, I thought it was going to be like the latter part of 2019, not uh-huh. this early. Um, he looks good. He, he looks excellent. Um, actually, it's just, it's just it's good to see him back. It really is. Um, because, see, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people, maybe including themselves, maybe including family, etc., like, we genuinely could have been thinking that was the last time we'll ever see you. Because uh-huh. it's... You, you don't need anyone to tell you that it's literally life or death. Like, you know, cancer... It might seem a bit obvious what I'm about to say, but it can legitimately take your life, and it can take your life so quickly. Um, so yeah, just so happy that he's back, healthy. Um, the reception he got was good. It was it was emotional. 
And at one point, I honestly thought he was about to say, you know, I, I need to retire. I just kind of had that vibe at the start of it. Um, gosh, it's good to see. It really, really is. It's. It was. It was a very emotional segment to start the show, uh, and obviously we had been informed of it hap- happening. What Wednesday, Thursday last week, that it, this would be coming on coming on on Monday night. So everyone was looking forward to it and for it to open the show. It started off on a good note, and it was just a feel good episode of Raw. That's what it felt like, and it was. It's hard not to get caught up in the 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 sort of the real the real life of what was going on there. You saw him hugging his family members around the ringside before he went into the ring. He was hesitating going into the actual ring itself and he's just looking at the crowd and everyone is soaking it all in. It was quite a... You, you yourself, or well not you specifically, but just in general, it was quite awe-inspiring and you had to sort of catch yourself a wee bit and taking all the th- information that we've got into account, it's been a crazy... A crazy few months for wrestling in general, but for this to happen, he had the stuff with the Nickelodeon TV show, the the film that he was doing with The Rock. I just thought these were side projects that he was doing, keeping himself busy, doing stuff at a lighter schedule, but it seems like he was on the mend. There was the Instagram post of his trainer in the gym who'd said uh, Roman's looking, training towards his in-ring return. That kind of let the cat out of the bag a wee bit for me because this is just this random trainer who's putting a random Instagram post up. So there was that. I didn't think exactly it would be uh, retiring. So wasn't surprising taking all the, into account all the information over the last week, but it was certainly very, really good news to hear. And then coming out with Seth Rollins later on, or reuniting with Seth Rollins and then going to take on Drew McIntyre. It was just happy to see him again. Seth Rollins kind of when the cancer announcement was made and when Roman just made his announcement on Monday, Seth Rollins on both occasions was just a representation of the wrestling world. Yeah, on both times. With his tears at the time and then just his smile, beaming smile. Um, yeah, like it's unbelievable. It's it's it truly is remarkable that he's back so quickly. Um, I I'm not sure if you if you wanted to address it or anything, whether you wanted to just kind of keep positive. But when people turn around and say it's a work, or when a certain someone with a big platform turns around and says that it was a marketing ploy or for a ratings ploy that brought him back. So I'm not sure if you want to address anything like that because we never specifically spoke about that part. Oh, I'm, I'm more than happy to address that and if there's anyone who's that cynical who's that ill-minded to go down that road that this is either a work considering, right, the Anuai family have had tragedy after tragedy do you seriously think that that family would sign off on a fake cancer story? No And then have them parade them out on national TV in America the following morning and continue that lie Uh-huh Bear in mind, uh, oh, Jamal. Was uh, it Jamal that died last year, a couple of years ago? Uh, he lost his brother a couple of years ago. His mum wouldn't. Was it not Rosie? See, uh, that just shows my ignorance. It was one of them. Uh, had passed on a couple of years ago from 
is it not abuse, substance abuse calculations or a heart attack or something like that? His, their mum would not have signed off if that was a work, so I am just refuse to believe that's the case. If anyone does think that, then they need to take a long, hard look at themselves and their fandom and how it got to this stage where they're so sickened by what WWE do that they can't take any positives from what goes on. As for it being a, a ratings ploy, right, and I mean... I don't see the problem with that because, like I was saying in the WhatsApp the other night, there are people that we know, people that all over social media, all over the world, who were personally affected by Roman's news because A, it was a hero that they've looked up to for the last five years and B, reminded them of personal circumstances. There could have been people that missed Roman and weren't that interested in the show anymore. There could have been people who were disenchanted with where WWE have went in the last few months so if they've got advance notice that one of their favourite wrestlers is coming back with information about his cancer then I would be damn well happy to be given that notice so if it is a ratings grab fine, no problems here on my end with that one Yeah I feel the exact same way Um, you know even if you feel like they've done it for for ratings, I mean, when you look at the benefits of announcing it beforehand to having it as a surprise, this isn't someone returning from just a random injury. Yep. This isn't just a, a random debut from someone. This is someone coming back from something that was that could have taken that person's life. And then you could, by announcing it, you have the eyes of ESPN, NBC, Fox, CBS, etc., etc. All the massive networks in America saying the face of the biggest wrestling company in the world has returned from cancer and has overcome it. And look at that, he's back in the ring and throwing his body around again. Yeah. Um, again, I. I I talk about I don't like keep talking about my family situation but like I'm if McMillan Cancer approached my family to talk about my sister I would be at the forefront of that queue saying to the entire family including my sister is like go for it I do whatever they want because your story should be told because you were on your deathbed literally on three separate occasions we were told to prepare for the worst mm-hmm. and I remember walking out of the hospital room in tears and my wife trying to console me because I genuinely thought my sister was gone because she looked like she was gone. So for me, you know, like, why wouldn't you want that story out there? Uh-huh. Thousands, millions of people die of cancer. And if you can at least put out a good, a feel good story about it, it can show everyone, it can show them all, look, look, you may have cancer, but man, you can over, you can overcome it. This, this doesn't need to be the end. Like yeah. you can overcome it. So, yeah, man, you've got someone with a massive platform saying stuff like that and other people jumping on it. You know, it's, it's, it's fucking ludicrous. And then for anyone that has any doubts about it, if it was a work or whatever, just go look at the thread, the Leukemia. I can't remember the actual name. But it was the Leukemia Foundation. It might have been that tweeted at mm-hmm. Meltzer, because it was him that started it. And just... Started, had a little thread and just kind of took him to the cleaners and explained 
this is, you know, for anyone that has doubts, let me put to bed any of these these notions that uh-huh. you may have. This would explain. Because, oh, this would explain why he's still got hair. This would explain why he's not lost so much weight. Why he's not gained so much weight. Why his skin tone's still okay. It went into quite a bit of detail. And and that's the thing. Like you just don't know if it was just one round of chemo, or it was a couple of rounds, or it was three. Like you know, like sorry, not so much a round, but within that six week course, you might get tablets, or it might be in a liquid form. You might have just received that once or twice, or you could receive it every other day, so, you know, like, it's nonsense, man, nonsense, like, I think some people just out there just look for just the negative, nev- negative things in everything in life, not just in wrestling, but just in, in general life, people would rather focus on the negatives or kind of always be half glass empty kind of people. Yeah, see, I know we have a, a bit of a piss and a joke about Meltzer on here, but he came out with the thing about this being a ratings grab. Okay. And then people were saying other people have done this in other scenarios, other sports, Daniel Bryan to, to, uh, before WrestleMania last year. And Meltzer just went off in some meltdown trying to explain away how this was still different and unprecedented. Like, first of all, why are you answering these people? I know he's. I know he's got this habit of just retweeting every single question he gets and just coming out with some sarky answer. But for once, just rise above your cynicism and just accept that there's something, hap- something that's good to happen here instead of just going into this completely unnecessary nitty gritty of ah, uh-huh, but this this sports company didn't do it at this point or whatever the hell he was talking about. I think he should. Um, hang his head in shame with the shit that he was coming away with a few nights ago let's see at the end of the day like if you want to use a Daniel Bryan situation the Daniel Bryan one you could argue that they should have just kept that as a secret if they really wanted to like why on earth why on earth would you have kept the biggest story in wrestling in god knows how long as a secret as as a surprise return like just Nonsense, nonsense. It's just and and, oh, and see this, see this. Um, WWE doesn't have any stars or superstars. Nah, it's just nonsense. People can turn around and say, "Oh, well, it was because it was the cancer storyline, and people want to hear about it." That's fine, but it was also the fact that it was Roman Reigns that was returning, and it wasn't just just anybody. Mm-hmm. It's a success story, and it should be celebrated. And if it's celebrated in advance. I mean, Roman said himself in his speech, his speech, (laughs) (coughs) his promo, that he wants to raise awareness of how he overcame the odds. So what better way to raise awareness in a platform that he's most comfortable in? That he he owes, not owes people, but... He wants to shed light. He wants to share this news with the fans that that have booed and cheered him over the years. Those are the fans that have made him who he was. So, and, and like you say, he wanted to share his story, right? So why wouldn't you give someone who's just overcome cancer the biggest possible platform to share his story? Exactly. Uh, just use your fucking head. Yeah, we we might we might be we might be. Um, we might be FDS, but 
a lot of people out there are fucking either you can you can you can be an MDS if you want, or you can be an MDR. You can either be a Meltzer dick rider or you can be a Meltzer defense squad. Take your fucking pick. I was wondering what MDR was. I couldn't remember that one. Shout out to Kyle for giving us that one. <laughs> a wee salute on the camera there for Kyle. I it's I don't we've went down a bit of a negative path, but no, and, it's and, out there. And, uh, it is out there, and he he puts it out there because of the platform he's got. And don't get me wrong, like I think I don't like the guy. I don't pay attention. I think too many people take him for his word as gospel. But at the same time, some of the shit that he said, he's got it spot on. You know, so he's obviously, he's in a loop to a certain extent. But at the same time, you know, yeah, not a fan. Not in the business of plugging my own stuff here. <clears throat> but the last week or so, I put in a column for the Lords of Pain, King of Columnists competition, and it was a thing about how the dirt sheet culture that's very prominent on social media just now is responsible in part for people's sentiment, people's opinion towards WWE right now. And what Meltzer did was a prime example of people's opinions being twisted to the point where they can't even properly, not even properly, naturally celebrate someone overcoming a, a potentially lethal disease. That's how warped some people can be. Mm-hmm. it's a sad state of affairs but at the end of the day he's back so let's look at some of the story ramifications about this or is there anything else you want to say no, I'm, I'm just happy he's back mm-hmm. just uh, very happy he's back um, I'm just intrigued to see what kind of reactions he'll start he'll continue to get what you'll get in about 3 or 4 weeks time oh he'll be booed out the building soon when he he takes Becky's place in the triple threat intergender match for this women's title. <laughs> I have a feeling people are just going to forget about the, the cancer thing and start booing them again. Probably, yep. The the shoved down our throats mentality will start all over again. Yep. But realistically, what happened in Raw there? So Dean Ambrose has, has um, I don't know what you want to call it, obviously behind the scenes it would appear that he has been quietly exited out the door without much fanfare, without much creative outlet for him. But now he was at the beat, he was at the behest of, what do you call them? Lashley, Corbin and McIntyre and then the shield came down. Mm-hmm. And they sort of looked on at Dean and Dean had a wry smile on his face. Can we look into that any further? Is there anything we can take away from that? With regards to the shield cannon, first and foremost, it's a work. <laughs> oh, I'll need to check Buddy Murphy's Twitter again. On you go, keep talking. Um, no, I says in our Facebook Messenger group with the guys that I think Seth and Roman help. Sorry, Roman and Dean help Seth beat Brock at WrestleMania. Right now. How this ties into uh, Dean potentially leaving or whatnot, I don't know. But I, you know, I would I would have Roman at the forefront forefront of that, and kind and I'm going to kind of steal Grant's idea a little bit. I would have Roman at the forefront of that, and I would have Roman like bring that up and be kind of 
kayfabe storyline wise be the one that convinces them to stay you know it's like I'm back like you know I'm the one that kind of kept you sane I'm the one that kept your head straight I'm I'm here now I've got your back and you don't need to worry about going anywhere because you know we're back together uh huh because that's how I would play it yeah I mean all three have had issues with Brock Lesnar in the past Braun um, brought Roman more than anyone uh, I think they might be able to bring Dean back on their side because to this day and for the rest of my days this thing about Dean Ambrose becoming a germaphobe was a an out and out shambles and we saw what happened on the Chronicle that Dean's fighting for nothing because Roman Roman had left. That was basic, That was one of the main reasons it came across to me in the Twenty Four Chronicle. Mm-hmm. So with Roman back, his uh, road wife, as he's been called, could some sanity be restored to Mister Ambrose? I think so. I think so. So the final scenes of WrestleMania, maybe not the main event, but it will be a shield. The final fist bump before Dean Ambrose moves over to NXT. <laughs> <laughs> I think they will. I think they'll help him in what then happens at Ambrose after that. You know, like I said, I think it's a work and I'm going to still continue to believe that. And we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, so, congratulations to Roman and his family for getting through that shit few months that they had. It's good to see a big smile on his face as well. Who who was the woman he hugged before the one um the three women at ringside? Right, the last so, the last one was the Rock's mum. Yep. Who didn't look to as if she wanted to be there. <laughs> and uh, that But the one was his mum. Yep. Right. The first was his wife, I believe. Yep, yep. See see when Nia Jax won the title at WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. She went over to hug the rock's mum, and again she's like, "Why am I here?" Probably she's wondering that. Uh, she's probably we're all probably wondering that. She's probably thinking, "I should be home just now watching oh, a Fast and the Furious see- marathon." <laughs> did you see David Arquette? I. <laughs> <laughs> that was so random. Oh, you look so happy as well. I was expecting to see Brian Quinn as well. Uh, uh, so you, you had the Rock's mum, wife, and auntie, and David Arquette. <laughs> David fucking Arquette. What the fuck? Future world champion. Uh, what fucking promotion? Uh, AEW. Oh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> right. What was I going to say? Aye. Speaking of returns. No, wait, 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 wait. Are you wanting to say anything about Becky literally now just caught up in the exact uh, uh, Stone Cold storyline? Uh, not much. Nah, nah, me, me either. Um, 
What I find funny was the uproar that was had because it wasn't Becky who interrupted Ric Flair's birthday ceremony. It was even better. Well, right. Do you want to say your stuff first? No, I'll let you say your first because I'd like to hear what you've got to say. Right. Okay. So... Right, Becky Lynch got arrested. Good for her. I really enjoyed Ronda Rousey's promo as well, where she called Becky a, a gender. A gender? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, a ginger douchebag. <laughs> uh, right, I'm getting sidetracked. So, all the legends come out to the ring. Cut angle. Sting. Did you see the and when Sting walked past Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins had this look on his face as if to say, "Oh shit." <laughs> Did you not see uh, Sting coming face to face? Was it with uh, No Way Jose? Aye. <laughs> I saw something on Twitter saying book it, Vince. <laughs> and Ricky Steamboat was about to chop Dana, Dana Brooke. And he went, ah, no, no, no. It was quite funny seeing all those guys in the ring. Uh, and then we're waiting for Ric Flair to come by. Uh, what I assumed would be for his face to be squashed into a birthday cake because whenever there is a cake in a WWE ring, you know what's about to go down, but he didn't even make it out because Mr. Dave Batista, aka a- a- uh, the James Bond baddie and Drax, I want to say Drax from the yep. the. Let me for all the Marvel marks listening for the hugely, oh, run, fuck the hugely mediocre Guardians of the Galaxy film franchise, uh, Drax. Batista, Dave Batista is back in WWE. He attacks Ric Flair. He pulls Ric Flair out of his dressing room and says, Triple H, do I have your attention now? Now, there are some things I did did like about it. It was cool how it was shot where Batista literally dragged a cameraman up to the door of Ric Flair's dressing room. And Batista has said for months, maybe years now, that he wants to face Triple H at WrestleMania. Right. So for him to say, do I have your attention now, Triple H, that was cool. I really I really appreciated that that was a, a fourth wall-breaking moment there because Triple H has been busy. He's got NXT, he's got NU, um, Performance Centres, Germany, all going on. He's back in front of the cameras for the main roster. He's a busy man. It was even up in the air after his shoulder injury at Crown Jewel. So for Batista to come out and say, to have your attention, I really like that. And it's something that Triple H can now not avoid because Batista battered his, his, his hero, his legend. I also had a chuckle because it puts to bed all the shit about Batista possibly going to AEW. So that was funny because it's another L for the dirt sheets. But what happened was, as someone on Twitter put it, I can't remember who, a 50-year-old man attacked a 70-year-old man to get the attention of a 49-year-old man. Do we really need that at WrestleMania? To quote Carl, right? It is one fucking match in six hours. So, right, my turn. 
when he dragged his flare out. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That shit was great. And like you say, the fact that he's dragging a camera, a cameraman with him as well makes it look even more real that he's just suddenly turned up at the arena and he's forcing the cameraman to come with him as opposed to a cameraman just randomly following this guy around. Loved that. I loved that. I thought it was great. The moment the camera pans up to him and he goes, Hey, Hunter, do I have your attention? I have watched just that one sentence. I have watched that like over a dozen times. There's just something so cool about that. It's It was kind of... it was. I, I don't know how to explain it. I just... I loved it. I was like almost spine tingling. I was like, I don't know why. Just thought it was awesome. Um, uh, I like Batista. Oh, I know, right? I know you do. You are quite the Batista mark. I really like Batista. The last time we saw Batista wrestling, and I understand it was what, like five years ago, he was involved in one of the absolute very best triple threat matches in WrestleMania history. Bear in mind, that match followed Taker losing his streak and he was a part of that. I understand Daniel Bryan ultimately winning was the, you know, was the, the great moment. But he, still, he was then involved in the Shield versus Evolution feud. Evolution, yeah. So the last time we saw him in the WWE ring, he played a part in two real good feuds. He also had some um, jabs at Triple H during the Evolution reunion. Exactly. Smackdown you've 1000. Beaten, you've beaten everyone except me. The, seed, the moment he'd done that, that was a seeds planted. Um, can he still go? That's the question. I think for anyone that has an issue with it, understand that just because you don't get what you want doesn't mean there aren't people out there who want to see it. And I'm one of the people who want to see it. If, I, that, if you have an issue with that, so what? Hit me up and we can talk about it. <laughs> Why do I want to see it? As you said, I'm a Batista mark. Triple H isn't even what he was just like three years ago or whatever. He's not. <laughs> exactly. Right? Triple H is probably still better than like 50% of the fucking current roster. Calm down. That's a bit extreme. But he's better, He's still better than some, some of the people you still see. Triple H is better than Barn Corbin. Mm-hmm. Sharon, Triple H. Sharon Corbin. The, 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 the build to that feud will be really good. Both guys can talk. Batista is a fucking... Batista is a heel. Do you not remember, was it back in 2010 or 2012... When he cut a promo and he says, going round kissing babies or and hugging fat chicks or something like that, or it was hugging <laughs> babies and kissing fat chicks. He probably can't get away with that now, but <clears throat> I'm looking forward to seeing Batista as a heel. That's it, I'm a Batista Mark. And he's always he's always come across as someone who he's not coming back for the money. He's always been like, I just want one final run, I'd love a final WrestleMania match kind of thing. Like he's making good money in the movies he's doing and, and see at the end of the day <coughs> I think everyone if you've not accepted it or realised or still have an issue with the fact that you're going to get a Triple H Undertaker part time celebrity type match at Wrestlemania and you know, I don't know what I can say to you because that has been a norm for so many years now 
if you have an issue with it, just don't watch. Like, I can't stress, we say this all the time to people, if you have an issue with product or a certain thing, just fucking skip it, just don't watch. I I will look forward to pass, uh, pressing fast forward on that bad boy. That's fine, because I remember the last time I said I was going to skip a WrestleMania part-time match between two part-timers, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar fucking tore it down. For a quick 10-minute match... For what what we thought it was going to be, it was it was kind of fucking it was kind of fun. Okay, you do have points. I still think I have points as well. It's one of those ones where we'll do a Twitter poll and you have to decide who has the better point. <laughs> no, right. I, I take your points on board. It's WrestleMania. It's an attraction that's not just for wrestling marks. It's for showbiz marks. And for someone who has been very successful in the Marvel franchise, he's even been been in the big Avengers film now. Uh, he's a big you're deal. Prov- you're proving no. my point here. Sorry to cut I'm, you off, but keep going. He's a big deal, right, in Hollywood. I'm sure he'll bring some top quality product, uh, top quality segments to it. You can thank Bruce Pritchard's return for that, ladies and gents. You think I'm kidding? Bruce Pritchard gave you your scariest moment as a wrestling fan, Ricky. Never forget that. <laughs> but if there's anyone who is on board... Which was, which was what? Kane. Kane's uh, debut. If anyone no, is on board... No, that, was, that was terrifying. <laughs> if anyone is on board with Triple H and Batista, but you dare moan, you dare moan and shriek and complain about it on Twitter that perhaps maybe Asuka is on the pre-show for the SmackDown Women's title match, you can go. You can go away. Your moans have no merit. Right. So let's just say, I say it's Asuka, I think it's probably going to be Asuka Mandy Rose. I know they're doing that at Fastlane, but I kind of feel they might do it at WrestleMania again. Let's just say it's Asuka and someone who we both really like, and who's like Naomi, for instance, right? Say they get bumped to the pre-show. I'll complain about that. <coughs> but my argument will be, I don't need to see the fucking stupid, quote-unquote, like, artist that is 10 years uh, past his sell-by date out there singing songs that we don't care about. I don't need to see an opening segment potentially running for 30 minutes. I don't need to see all these segments backstage. I don't need to see all that. But I'm looking forward to seeing Triple H and Batista. And the other thing is, <clears throat> um, every business has long term goals right and that's how like you operate like okay right what, this is what we're going to achieve want to achieve in this financial year this is what we want to achieve two years time this is the kind of growth we want to see but along the way the businesses will also have short term goals now it just so happens that Batista has a Marvel or DC or whatever the type of film it is. Can't remember the name of it. Is it some? Is it an Avengers movie? Captain America, Captain Marvel, <laughs> Captain One. Who knows? Or what was it uh, you said? Batman versus Spider Man. <laughs> Batman versus Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not a DC or a Marvel guy. The only the only ones I've watched is the one with that Henry Cavill. Uh, Superman. Yep. That was awesome. 
like him. Anyway, so he's got the film coming out just round about either just before or just slightly after WrestleMania. So it works hand in hand. You promote the film. The star of that film is at WrestleMania. Little bump in subscriptions or little bump in TV advertisements or little bump in advertisement, little bump in Twitter ratings, YouTube hits. And then he goes... Did you know that WWE is now the ninth most subscribed channel on YouTube? Is it? Yes, how's that for a start? You can thank Batista for that. <laughs> oh my god. Do you know I'm so glad we didn't need to fucking we didn't have to see Ric Flair come out and cut a fucking promo. Yeah, we've just got some other dinosaurs to do them instead. Uh dinosaurs that I like and guys are fucking that I, that I enjoy. It's just, they need to move. Fuck Flair. <laughs> Where did this come from? I'm just not a fan, like I say. And, and you know what the great thing about it was, right? Like, we all say that, everybody say that Becky's coming. I wouldn't say come back, but we're all saying Becky's interrupting it. Even though she gets she get sent to jail, then everyone is still like, she, she's still coming back. Not a single person suspected this, and the element of surprise was awesome in the way they left it on a cliffhanger. Oh, it was great! It was. It was. It was. Very it good. was so surprising. I did not expect that at all. Watching it on the way to work, did not expect that at all. Put it this way: they've got a lot of work to do to get me on board. I, 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 I would agree. I think that's fine, that's a fair comment. Um, I'm not going to say come WrestleMania time you're going to be happy with it. I, in all honesty, I don't even know if the match is going to deliver. I, I, you know, I don't think it will. I'm just happy to see Batista again. I'm just happy, I think the build could be good. But, as I say, he's been gone for so long, I'm not sure what we're going to expect. Well, see, if you love Batista so much, go back and watch him on the network. Which, right, but I mean, which you can do for which is the UK equivalent because we pay thirteen dollars over here for your. We pay more than you Americans. Uh huh. Pounds, not sterling. Pounds, not dollars. Aye, that's what I meant to say. We pay nine ninety nine pound, and you pay nine ninety nine dollars. That's thirteen dollars. That, that's that's got to change. Mm hmm. Really see, when, fact, see, oh, see, see when Triple H is in Glasgow I'll, I'll, I'll make sure we make a beeline for him in fact that makes it worse because it's us that's paying that extra moolah for Batista for Brock Lesnar's contract all that it's us listen that's... I like Dave and I've come round on Brock we are going to end this podcast very soon we need to tweet Joe Coffey and tell him we pay too much and tell him to have a word with Triple H can I can I just take a a, a short minute here to tell you that Joe Coffey is freaking brilliant. <laughs> fucking awesome, by the way. I fucking love him so much. I, I've not finished it yet, but I've been watching ICW's Square Go pay-per-view and Joe Coffey had a match for the Zero-G Championship against Ilya Dragunov. First time I've seen this guy. Wowzers, he's a nut job. Uh, so, as far as I'm aware, thanks to Imp, he is now on NXT UK. Looking forward to seeing him. But Joe Coffey, right? We've seen what he can do. He's not in it for, he said it himself, gritty, not pretty. 
the presence that he gives off, the charisma, the powerhouse, just just the beastliness of him is an absolute sight to behold. Yeah, um, I think, sorry, and I think some, like especially our American viewers of NXT UK won't, might not re-see it or understand where we're coming from and maybe some uh, like English followers of NXT UK might not even get it. I don't know if it's the fact that he's from Glasgow and he's Scottish and you know he's a Celtic man, etc, etc. He has an aura about him. See, at this ICW show, he's been going on about how the, the current Zero-G title is just a piece of shit belt, basically. And they unveiled a solid gold new champ, uh, new belt for him. Look nice. And when the announcer, Simon Cassidy, was doing the tail of the tape stuff, Joe Coffey flung the, the old title down, stamped on it, and raised the gold above his head. And it was, oh, you're something else, pal. Uh, we, we we love ourselves some Joe Coffee. <laughs> oh. I remember, I remember, um, good few months ago when in our messenger group, uh, James Boyd said, "That's fine." Pete Dunne and Mustache Mountain etc. are going to come to NXT over in Florida, and you guys over there, you can keep your your coffee brothers etc. James, I'm just letting you know that I'll take that deal. That's how much we love Joe Coffee. Aye, <laughs> more than happy with that. <laughs> So where were we before we started? You were slammed on the good name of Batista. It's just, I'm telling you, there is nothing I hate more than people who've not been around for a long time and then just coming in and stealing a spot from someone who's been working hard every single week. But isn't it fantastic that Kevin Owens just waltzes in, waltzes in to a title <laughs> match at Fastlane? How is he more deserving? Isn't, isn't, Vince, have you forgotten? He tried to kill you. <laughs> isn't that the best thing? So happy, man. I did not expect that. But you know what this means? I do. Kofi's getting a title shot at WrestleMania. Yep, yeah, I think if, if Vince is doing this the way we think we are, then this means that it's actually going to be Kofi versus Brian at WrestleMania. You know, so I was thinking about that. And I'm not saying this is what you should do. Can you have Kevin Owens lose like, straight away after coming back from injury? Uh, Kofi Kingston could come down and interrupt the match. And lead it to, what, a triple threat potentially? Oh, not a triple threat. They could have a smackdown where it's Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. And then I'm, I think that's what they're doing. A number one, a contender, number one contender. I think that's what we're probably going to Maybe do. What, four or five weeks before Mania, and mm-hmm. then the, uh, Kofi wins that. So, like I said, I think I think a lot of people think this now is that Kofi's definitely getting a title shot at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people bemoan Vince, saying they're not listening to the fans. And this thing about Kevin Owens being used for against Daniel Bryan instead of Kofi Kingston is the latest example. Hold the bus, folks. It's fucking Kevin Owens. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> well, yes, that because Kevin Owens is, and he's a an American national treasure. Yes, <laughs> I know he's Canadian, but just accept it. Um, 
WrestleMania's round the corner. Kofi Kingston's story is not yet finished. It is far from finished. That is obvious. And I, I now firmly believe that it will be Kofi versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Don't know what will happen with Kevin Owens. Maybe he'll have a match with Vince. <laughs> so, I saw on Twitter, right, and I'm not sure who it was. I don't know if it was someone we follow or someone just liked it. Someone said, what if Sami Zayn returned at Fastlane and helped Daniel Bryan retain and joined his little eco-pro-vegan type group or whatever it is he's got going on. And then you could do Daniel Bryan versus Kofi. And let's be honest about it, who doesn't want to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fight forever? Oh, right, Owens versus Zayn. At WrestleMania. Uh, I don't think I would... Different dimension this time, though. I know, but I don't think I would... The roles are flipped. I don't know if I would be ready for... Them to split up again. Uh. Too much back and forth. I mean, maybe Sami Zayn's not anywhere near ready to be cleared. I'm not sure. I think he was at performance centre, or has been, mm-hmm. but that can mean anything. Um, it's quite funny. See the stuff that Vince has said. People are getting on at him about it. First of all, with Charlotte being included in the match at WrestleMania and then Kevin Owens taking on Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. What he said has been truth. He's talking about Becky. Becky's been a piece of shit. You're suspended. I need a draw. I need... And then he says, basically paraphrasing, saying, I need a draw to face Daniel Bryan. So that's why it's going to be Kevin Owens instead. Yep. That old senile bastard. Well... Are there, are there falsehoods in there? Say that again, sorry? Are there any falsehoods in what you said? I mean, the New Day probably moved the most merch in the entire company. As a unit, yeah. So, yeah, That's, there are falsehoods they, in what I, you said. They move the most merch because they have the most merch. But there also have been, like, one of the most over acts in like the last three or four years and quite frankly they've not really done anything different they're just fucking they've such a great chemistry they've kind of been the same people they have they've been the same people for the last few years and they're still over you know what New Day could sell now as part of their ongoing food range they could sell some sour grapes (laughs) you're not going to you're going to lose our listenership. Listen, I love Kofi. I just happen to love Kevin Owens more. So they are. So they are. <laughs> and Kofi. Bar- I love. I love. I love the Muslim Sami Zayn more though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm such a hypocrite when it comes to my favourites. I'm not going to deny it. No, and I think that's just a natural thing. Mm-hmm. That you all want you want to see your favourites in those spots and you'll kinda of justify it in any way you can, but as long as your justification isn't like borderline stupidity or borderline like ignorance. Mm-hmm. 
But as for the Batista But yeah, KO, KO, I never expected, sorry. <coughs> so that was like three surprises in the space of a couple of nights that I never saw coming. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we knew about the Roman thing, but Batista and, and Kevin Owens, I didn't expect, expect Kevin Owens at all. Ah, that came out of the blue, that one. Yep. So it kind of flings a lot in the air for WrestleMania. Even though he said he'll be coming back, but it was still still a surprise for uh-huh. me. It was, because I, I just thought, I thought Raw, I thought Monday Night Raw. Right. WrestleMania is on its way. We're nearly there. We've had a few returning faces. Three over the last week. We've got people being suspended. We've got uh, so much going on. It's really hard to... I mean, there are one or two matches that you could say for certain are happening for WrestleMania, but would you like to spend a wee bit of time just thinking what could be the rest of the card? Yep. And while we're going to do this, I still need to make the predictions in the league that we're in for that um, bonus thing we're doing for predicting WrestleMania card. Uh-huh. So, Mr. Rob... Please remind me when you listen to this to do it. <laughs> I'm going to forget. When's it? When's it for? You know you could just set a reminder in your phone, don't you? I could, but I'm now. I'm going to test Rob. I've told him he needs to remind me now. I want to see if he will remind me. Um, I think he said it was a weekend. Right. Is this you wanting attention again? No, this is me just trying to test and see whether you listen to us properly. <laughs> He's bought a t-shirt. Leave the guy alone. I know. Fucking hero. <laughs> Shout out to Rob Ropey, folks. <laughs> uh, Rab Ropes, as he is in my phone <laughs> contacts. Rab Ropes, that's right. Right. So... And, and, but sorry, sorry. Before, we need to kind of explain that. Rob, anyone over here called Robber or Robbie or anything like that is generally just known as Rab. So it's not like an insult thrown at Rob. No. It's not. It's a, a term of endearment. Yep. We Rab. <laughs> we'll call him Rab Rider. <laughs> right, so my first prediction for WrestleMania, and I've went back into Buddy Murphy's Twitter account, there is still nothing there, so I don't know what he's immediately... You do realise, what, what was his actual tweet? Tonight I'll be making a announcement, so first of yes, all he's... it's t- not fucking night time over there though. <laughs> But he might be in Australia. It's, it's still not night time. In Australia right now, it's fucking early morning. Good morning, Australia. Glad you're all well. Uh, and I hope your your cruiserweight champion has some good news for us rather than some worrying news. Right, let's see his days. I'm going to go for Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nice. I don't know what to think. Uh, we'll go Buddy Murphy versus. Oh. Fine, I'll go Tony Nice as well. Cool. Women's Battle Royal and Men's Battle Royal. In fact, I don't know if there will be a Women's Battle Royal. Probably will be. Probably. <sighs> so the winners of each. Oh, I'm not going down that road just now. Let me guess. Right, here we go. In fact, do you the know, winners, do you know the who's winner winning of the women's? It? Do you know who's winning the men's? Kurt Hawkins. No. 
Um, you know who's winning the men's actually? If you say Bray Wyatt, I'm turning this off. Nah, you can't bring fucking Bray motherfucking Wyatt back for a battle royal. You fucking kidding? Well, just like they did last year. That was like he was off TV for like two weeks. <laughs> I'll have to. Find... I, I can't. I can't think about the men and women's. <coughs> the women's. I might lean to someone like Sonya. Mm-hmm. Or Ruby Riot. Right, who is Asuka facing? I think Mandy Rose. I think that's a bit of a red, not a red herring as such, but maybe they're just testing her to see how it goes. And Sonya's the one that will actually come through. Maybe. Oh, that's a great match. Asuka versus Sonya. Sonya's got so much potential. That is a great, great match, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, I would rocket strap Sonya, to be honest with you. I think she's miscast as a healed, actually. See, even though she's playing a heel, she's too nice. She's awesome. Not too nice as in, oh, you're too nice. It's just, I think she's a natural baby face. She could be. Right, so, we know with 94% certainty that the women's Raw title match will be a triple threat. Yep. Becky, Ronda and Charlotte Flair. Yep. We know that it'll be Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Brock. Yep. Triple H versus Batista. Yep. US title. Truth. He just defended it against Mysterio and Andrade. Mm-hmm. I think it will actually um, be between Almas and Mysterio. Yeah, maybe. I think there's going to be a... I think I think Almas is in that match anyway, no matter who's holding the title. Yep. And I'm going, to, I'm going to go a bit crazy. In fact, US title will be a the ladder match. Fatal 4-way. That'll be the ladder match. Unless NXT gets the ladder match this year again. Fatal 4-way with Ray, Truth, Joe... Almas. Ray, Truth, Joe, Samoa Joe. Yep. I wonder how, how Samoa Joe will fare that night. Probably is. Yep. Uh, IC title. Finn versus probably. Lashley? I don't know. Um, no, not Lashley, actually. Um, That's a tough know. one. That's a tough one to, think, to think about. Um, I don't want to say Drew because I was actually thinking about picking Drew for the men's battle royal. I was thinking Drew versus Strowman. Oh, no thanks. Drew goes over. Uh Miz versus Shane. Yep. Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Yep. Kevin Owens. What to do with Kevin Owens? I'm going Kevin Owens versus Sammy. Okay. Or I wouldn't also be surprised if it was a triple threat match. Owens, Kofi, Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Maybe. Maybe. Um, 
Any word on when Mustafa Ali will be cleared? No idea. But he's probably going to win a battle royal. Oh, the downward trajectory. Is Not really. I know, but I'm gutted for him. So gutted for the chap. How many matches have we got now? About 50? Um, here's one for you who does Roman Reigns face Dean hmm I'd be down for that that's never happened no once once it's happened nah I don't know I don't know what Roman will do nah I don't have a clue either Oh, do you know what it's going to be? It's going to be Lashley. Those oh, it is, isn't it? Versus Roman Reigns and John Cena and The Undertaker. <laughs> no, I was thinking it was going to be Lashley, Corbin and Drew versus Dean, Roman and Braun. Oh, that stinks. <laughs> I'm not blaming you. It's just that's what it looks like it will be, and it stinks. Mm. Uh, raw tag titles, God knows. Revival versus who? I don't know. Exactly, who knows? I don't know, but I have to say I quite enjoy Alistair Black and Ricochet as a tag team. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst use of an NXT call-up that I've ever seen. I was disappointed with the NXT Cesaro versus Gargano. Ah, well, I think the, the DIY were conspicuous in their absence this week. Mm. Just Hopefully think- we see that at some point. That would be a great match. Yes, it would. I just think the stuff that happened in NXT last week with Velveteen Dream winning the North American title. Did you see it, NXT? Yep. Champers Tra- yep. in the, the rafters looking on. Got bad vibes about that. So I think they're holding off on them being together on the, on the main roster just now. Did you get a sting vibe from it that uh, Champers just going to be in the rafters for a year doing nothing? <laughs> <laughs> And then he comes down and starts wearing makeup. <laughs> uh, Smackdown tag team titles. I don't know. Maybe the Usos versus the Bar. I can't really think of anywhere else. Or maybe the Hardys, actually. Usos and the Hardys, possibly. Mm-hmm. Not sure I'm down for that. A bit interesting. Could be, but the Hardys can't move. That's fine. Just let the Usos fuck them up aye I mean see when the Hardys do tandem offence together see when you in the pantomimes when two people dress up as a horse <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like uh, oh poor guys just let them let them retire <laughs> in peace and quiet and let their bodies bodies heal for god's sake right here's one for you right, one more do we see the Undertaker? No, he'll be at double or nothing commentating. 
He's coming over here soon. I know. So for anyone on Twitter saying Undertaker's about to make his first non-WWE uh, independent appearance, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, a star kid. Starcast, star kid. That's not true. It's fucking not true, because he's coming over here to do something with Inside the Ropes. And then he'll be fighting against Joe Coffey. Oh, and a random... coffee, coffee goes over. Oh, aye. With, with ease. Yep. Like, I, f- I tried to get tickets for that Taker show. Sold out so quickly. Aye, they sold out before it was opened, man. That was ridiculous. Which, fucking hell, I was devastated. It's understandable, though. I know, I know. That'd be awesome. It's, I've, that's the one podcast I've always wanted to hear. It's Taker. I always imagined that this was when the Stone Cold podcast was still going on. That if and when Taker retired, they would have like a two-three parter with mm. Stone Cold on the actual network. Um, I would rather they didn't do it on the network. Though. I'd rather they just done it on his normal own podcast. Dead man talking. <laughs> hey man, if he's going to bring his own podcast, I'm here for it. Or Mark to Mark. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, please don't, please don't wrestle again, Undertaker. I'm begging you. I'm absolutely begging you. Yeah, same. I'll subscribe, I'll buy your t-shirts, I'll buy your Patreon, whatever you want, just don't wrestle again. Right, is that us? Yeah, I can't think of anything else that really... I've kind of covered a lot of the... Is there anyone we've missed? Any of the big names we've missed off the card? Not that I can think of. Oh, obviously, I think we're getting AJ and um, Orton. Yes. Which I'm, I'm here for that. Yes, I'm not here for it, but I'm I'm parking up. Jesus Christ, not, what are you here for? I just said I'm parking up. I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, <laughs> Did yes. you see that, that Twitter link that I sent into the group? Yeah. I really want to start. Oh, that was awesome. The bloody, the bloody clansman hoods, and then they <laughs> clean their glasses, and it's Orton and AJ, AJ. shaving their beards <laughs> with a Gillette razor. <laughs> I've still not saw that advert. No, I don't. Neither have I. I, I must be an American advert. I'm assuming. Well, you can get it on YouTube, but I've not got much interest in watch seeing it. No, I'm not. I'm not actually. I'm not coming across it. Uh, quiz time. Oh, why not? Why not? It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Night, Ricky. This week's theme is this month in WWE history this is the month of February just and no more, we've got the last day of it tomorrow uh, so I have 10 questions for you, based around February facts all that stuff, right, number one at No Way Out 2009 sorry, start again number one, at No Way Out 2009, just mm-hmm. as a precursor, there's going to be a lot of No Way Out questions well <laughs> It took up like over a decade of the <coughs> wrestling. I know. Who won the World Heavyweight Championship in an Elimination Chamber match at No Way Out 2009? 
your all-time favourite wrestler? One of. Yeah, fine. Yeah, he's one one of two. Don't roll your eyes at me. What do you mean? I saw you roll your eyes. Edge. Thank you. Number two. Which February pay-per-view's name, are you listening, mm-hmm. was based on the killing of seven members and associates of Chicago's Northside Gang, a rival gang of Al Capone's Chicago outfit? I had to think of all the fucking February pay-per-views. Is that a film? You were talking about? No, this happened. Alright. So, seven members and associates of Chicago's North Side Gang were slaughtered by people dressed up as police and it was suggested that it was a rival gang. Well, it was suggested that it was Al Capone's Chicago outfit that did it. What do you call what do you call it when lots of people are murdered in one go? Drive by. <laughs> Massacre. That's right. Pancake Tuesday drive by, well done. Well, the thing with the drive by was I'm assuming that's how they were killed, but again I don't... Yeah, oh well. At least I got that right. Two out of two, motherfuckers. What, full full name of the pay per view, please? Was it, was it uh, Valentine's Day? Yep. Number three. Which current champion, and I won't tell you what which champion, made their WWE debut on the very first episode of NXT in a match against champion at the time, Chrissy Jericho? Say that question again. So it's the inaugural episode of NXT, so back when it was reality based. A certain wrestler's first ever match was against world heavyweight champion at the time, Chris Jericho, and it was in February the 23rd, 2010. Certain champion. Right. Mr. Brian. Well done, correct. Could we be on a streak here again? Number four, which stable made their WWE debut at No Way Out 2002? Oh, two. Do you know, I think I've asked you this question before. I've I want to say this, but I'm not entirely sure if this is too early. I think it might be too early. Well, what are you uh, thinking? The brood, but I feel like that's way too early. The brood was sorry. Re- um, sorry, way too late. Um, late. Late. Well, I give you a clue. Despite this being... Oh, it was fucking... What's their faces? Eh, <laughs> uh, thingy. N.W. Correct. Fuck Hogan. 
Uh, number five, which WrestleMania rematch took place at No Way Out 2003? Mania rematch? From a previous year then? Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so it was a... So it must have been Mania 2002, so that would have Hogan and Thingy in, in Rock. Correct. Number six, which Paul Heyman guy had a WWE Championship match at Elimination Chamber 2013? Hmm. Now, it could be. Hmm. Right. It was <laughs> Phil Brooks. Trick magnet. Taken on the, the rock. Correct. And the rock won that one. See, I was. Yep. Oh, for a second there, I thought you meant just any match. Uh, Stay match. I was ah, confused. Right. Maybe you were yeah. going to be talking about Curtis Axel or some random person that had been with Haven. Uh, number seven. The night after the rock beat CM Punk at this event, what did the rock reveal? What did he unveil? Fuck. It wasn't a new title, was it? It was a new title, well done. I don't remember that. I can't remember the title unveiled now. Just a a new WWE belt. I don't know, but... Oh, you can't remember what it looks like? No, I can't remember what it looks like. Nothing beats Daniel Bryan's belt anyway, so. Or Austin's smoking skull belt. Yes. By the way. Or the NXT UK titles. Aye. Or this one and that one. Uh, at No Way Out, what did Kurt Angle become after defeating. Sorry, at No Way Out 2000, what did Kurt Angle become after defeating Chris Jericho? What did he become? Uh huh. A pumpkin. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> <coughs> sorry. It's for the icy title. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? Elab- so, oh, that's not the answer. Well, it's ha- <laughs> it's half the answer. What do you mean it's half the answer? What what was the match that took place at WrestleMania 2000 with Kurt Angle? Jeez. He held in both titles? Which both titles? The US one. US in 2000? I can't even remember the 2000 match. Um... 
What other mid-card title was there in 2000? That wasn't the Jobbers Hardcore title. Come on. Come on, Ricky. Fuck off. Don't ever disrespect the Hardcore title again. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not waiting anymore. Right. European. Um, it was a Euro... I around in 2000. That feels like it was way before then. He was a Euro, Damn, Euro continental champion. Oh, so he was. Shit. Shit. Uh, right, this one's a thinker. From 2002, no, sugar. From 2000 to 2002. So that's three years. Name Triple H's opponents at those No Way Out pay-per-views in any order you want. Do I need to give the year of it, or can I just name the three of them? Just name them, because time's getting on, and I, I was going to ask you in a different way, but I'm not waiting any longer. <laughs> oh, come on. Let me think. I mean, two of them are... I know two of them. Right, so I tell me... I'm trying to think of the third. Tell me the other two then. Cactus Joe. Cactus Jack. Cactus Joe? Cact- no, I said Cactus Jack. Right. <laughs> you, you can go back and listen to that and you'll realise I said Cactus Jack. <laughs> no. Um, well, the joke's on you, Joe. No, uh, Cactus Jack, Austin and your joint favourite. Correct, well done. Curtis Angle. Number 10... I thought it was number 10. <laughs> Bret Hart and Diesel fought in a cage match at the first ever February, first ever pay-per-view to take place in February. Uh, shit, I didn't take down the, the year. It was in your house 6. Mm-hmm. Name that in your house. Um, it was to do with the stipulation of the title match. Rage in a cage. Oh, pulled it out the bag. Well done. She's my all-time favourite. So. Yep. He was never a Euro Continental champion, though. Just a matter he's a goat. So you got one, two, three... Nine out of ten. Five. That's very impressive. Anything you want to say before we go? No, I'll let you do the plug-in and I'll, I'll add in a wee plug or two if I feel like it. I'm sure you will feel like it. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show once again. If, you've, if you have enjoyed your company tonight, and if you've also enjoyed the work put out by our colleagues this last week or so, One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Omega Luke, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Wilfred Watches, All Things Elite, please shout it from the rooftops with a five-star review on the podcast app of your choice. If you like the podcasts, we have columns too, which you can read at socialsuplex.com. That website allows you to have both the written and audio work that we put out sent directly to your email inbox uh, via subscription. 
head over to the Social Suplex Facebook page, the Wrestling Squared Circle. Don't forget to A, use the Social Suplex promo code for loads of indie wrestling for a free month at powerslam.tv and B, look sweet as all shit with a Ricky and Clive wrestling shirt. Uh, the link for which the link for that will be in this week's show notes. Ricky, um, shout out to of course the family, the brothers, Outsiders Edge. Keep listening and support to them. Shout out to Rob for buying a t-shirt. That's all. Shout out to Mags and Bags for his Why We Watch podcast, which is doing very well. Indeed. Yep. Definitely because, like I said so many times, Guy looks out for us, so does so much for us, so the least we can do is, is at least plug his podcast up now and then as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, before we go, why did Titus and Neil cross the road? You're just, it's not even subtle this time, it's just straight to it, I don't know. He didn't mean to, he just fell. Maybe it's time. Some of your some of your jokes like throughout the show were actually all, were actually fine, but that one was bad. I mean, you just retire it. No, I don't because there's actually one or two people, and I just mean like one or two people that enjoy it. Last week was good. Last week you got three people commenting on your joke. This week, uh, it reached out. This week was about two minutes before you said you're ready to come on, guys. It's. It's time for the joke segment to disappear. I'll, uh, tonight I'll be making an announcement about the Joker segment's immediate future. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just quickly refresh Buddy Murphy's Twitter. And then we'll go, okay? Yep. Nothing. Because it's not night time. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. Night, night, everyone. See you next Take week. Take care, folks. Hopefully, hopefully, with a quiz with the, the personalities from Keeping It Strong Style. And and if I sound very sleepy and tired and, and drained, it's because I, I will be, because we'll be recording early in the morning, but I'm hoping the guys come on and we can make it happen. You can make it happen. Press stop. I just stop a call. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.